Hello and welcome to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard, your host. This is the news for June 17th, 2022. Today, do we have the Ministry of Truth 2.0? That's a big question mark. The White House says we need to stop conversion therapy, but what is conversion therapy? Europe, on the other hand, dials back trans treatment while America lowers the age for medical and chemical transition. I'm Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard, your host, and I appreciate you stopping by today. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate it. So we're going to get right into the news in a moment. If this is helpful to you at all, like, subscribe, share it, send it in a message or an email, or scribble something down on a little tiny sticky note and like stick it onto somebody's windshield. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that unless you really want to. At any rate, I just want to help you understand what it means to follow Jesus and live in this crazy, crazy world. And so to do that, I want to help you understand some of the bigger stories that are happening, at least that I feel intersect with the worldview of Christianity and this secular humanistic death cult that we live in today. At any rate, I just want to help you with that in whatever way I can. So if this is helpful to you, like and share it and go to churchpublic.com for more. If you're listening on audio, I really appreciate you. If you want to see the video, of which there is one, you can go to churchpublic.com slash podcast and see the video right there. So thanks again for being part of this community. I really appreciate it. Now to the news. Question mark. Is there a new Ministry of Truth, a Ministry of Truth 2.0? As you recall, a couple of weeks ago, the Department of Homeland Security introduced the Disinformation Governance Board. That was a lot of crazy words in there, but that is what it was called. And then after some pushback, because the Disinformation Governance Board sounded a lot like George Orwell's Ministry of Truth from 1984. That's because it was a lot like George Orwell's Ministry of Truth from 1984. They were going to monitor your words to make sure you didn't say the wrong thing. Who decides what the wrong thing is? I really don't know, because they didn't say. But it's certainly not you or me, or something like, you know, the Bible, or the government, or, or I mean like, you know, the rule of law, or the Constitution. Certainly not those things. Just somebody in a room somewhere that says, hey, you can't say that. Why? I don't know. At any rate, apparently we've come to a Ministry of Truth 2.0, hidden in this latest White House statement, where... Vice President Kamala Harris announced the launch of a new White House task force on Thursday, aimed at addressing, quote, online harassment and abuse, end quote. Critics have raised concerns that, in practice, it could be the same disinformation governance board that we saw before, just under another name, as I mentioned. The task force, according to Thursday's announcement, plans to address all online harassment and disinformation, but will also focus specifically on the disproportionate online harassment faced by women and girls and, of course, people within the LGBTQ plus AAIP hashtag dollar sign community. Let's just play this clip. This is a reporter asking the White House press secretary, is this the Disinformation Governance Board 2.0? Let's see what they have to say. The first one on the online policy task force that the vice president's leading that's getting kicked off today. Mm-hmm. Um, on a background call last night, we were told that it's going to be different from the Disinformation Governance Board Um, in that it's going to focus on illegal conduct online. But the memo creating it was a little bit broader and uh, mentioned, and I'm quoting from the document, uh, quote, online harassment, abuse, and disinformation campaigns targeting women and LGBTQI plus individuals who are public and political figures. Um, Could you clear up the disinformation charge? So 
I would need to uh, talk to her team. I was not on the background call, uh, so that specific um, uh, language that you're you're providing to me, I would just have to check in with her. I would also encourage you to check to check as well with her her team. Um, I can't say more because I, I wasn't on the background call. So yes, it is Ministry of Truth 2.0, or you don't know, or is anybody? running this thing I, I don't really know at this point anywho let's keep going so the white house has also said in honor of pride month that there is to be no more conversion therapy so president joe biden announced that he is going to stand up against conversion therapy he released the white house released a fact sheet entitled president biden to sign historic executive order advancing lgbtqi plus i didn't add anything that time that's really what it says equality during pride month um, and this is a really long fact sheet. You can go and look this up. It is published by the White House itself. Um, but there is a section that, and, and the one that I want to highlight today, you can, you're, you're more than welcome to go and read the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's fantastic reading. At any rate, there is a section with a heading called addressing quote, conversion therapy, end quote. That's exactly how it's phrased on this fact sheet. Now, some of you will remember some of you will remember Bill C-4. Bill C-4 is currently a rule, a law in Canada that outlaws the practice of conversion therapy. Let me back up a moment and address conversion therapy. When you hear that phrase, up until five seconds ago, what you thought it meant was the really super terrible practice of attaching electrodes to your body and trying to shock something out of you. That's what conversion therapy used to be decades ago. For the most part, in every westernized country, this is, doesn't happen anymore. It's not a thing that happens anymore. So when you hear the term conversion therapy and you think, oh, that's sitting somebody in a chair and strapping them down in the helmet and the, the teeth thing where you bite it and, you know, like, and then they just shock you uh, because they don't like what you're saying or thinking, or in this case, if, if you're gay and so they're going to shock the gay out of you or something. I, I mean, this probably happened in the past. It's likely that it did. It really doesn't happen anymore. And when the Canadian government, or in this case, the American government, is talking about ending conversion therapy, they're not talking about that. So that's something to keep really clear in this conversation. That is not the conversion therapy we're talking about. In this instance, as well as in the instance in Canada, so in Canada and America, conversion therapy refers to converting somebody to the gender that they actually are. And what I mean is this. If you have a boy who says, no, I want to be a girl, and you come and say, a boy is a boy, that is conversion therapy. And in Canada, currently, that is against the law. You can face up to five years in prison. No, I'm not elaborating or hyperbolizing that. That's in Bill C-4. You can go re read Bill C-4 for yourself. I did an extensive coverage of it. If you want to go search that on churchpublic.com or any of the podcast places, you can go to prison for five years if you say a boy is a boy or a man is a man. Or you read something like some of the Bible verses that say, for instance, homosexuality is not something you should do, which is in several of the letters in Paul and Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And anyway, I'm not going to go over all those right now. I've done that in the past. You can look those up. But if you do that as a pastoral counselor, for instance, you could face prison in Canada currently right now. This is an actual thing. So now we have the American White House saying we're going to end conversion therapy. So some of us, we really should take a second look and take a pause at this and, and pay attention because 
This is an important thing. And this is exactly what the White House is talking about. It's not that electroshock therapy. That's not the conversion therapy we're talking about. It's saying a boy is a boy. When a boy wants to be a girl, you say, well, but you're a boy. That's conversion therapy. It's not conversion therapy. It's empowering and engendering, according to this White House and this fact sheet, to say to a boy who wants to be a girl, okay, you're a girl. That's not conversion therapy. That's just empowering them to be who, quote unquote, they want to be, I guess. No, this conversion therapy is saying to the boy who wants to be a girl, but you're a boy, question mark. And that is now conversion therapy. And as it is in Canada, just watch. I hate to say this out loud. It's going to become illegal for us in America to say these things. I, I, I guarantee it. It's, it's coming and probably faster than you think it is. I know you're sitting there thinking this is more conspiracy theory. It's already a law in Canada. Just wait. Just wait. So this is what conversion therapy is, according to Canada and now apparently America. So if you quote something like Genesis, where it says, you know, God made them male and female, male and female, he, God, created them, that would be conversion therapy. And in Canada, you could go to prison. In America, we're not sure yet, but here we go. So here is part of the White House release. President Biden said, as a candidate, he pledged to help end so-called, quote-unquote, conversion therapy, a discredited and dangerous practice that seeks to suppress or change the sexual orientation or gender identity of LGBTQI plus people. Today, President Biden is using his executive authority. I'm just reading from the, the brief that you can go and look from the White House. <clears throat> uh, President Biden is using his executive authority to launch an initiative to protect children across America and crack down on this harmful practice, which every major medical association in the United States has condemned. That's in this statement. Really? Question mark. Has every major medical association in the United States condemned the practice of saying that a boy is a boy? I'll just leave that question out there and you can figure that out for yourself. Continuing on this brief. Children who are exposed to so-called quote-unquote conversion therapy face higher rates of attempted suicide and trauma. Numerous states across the country have already passed bipartisan laws to prevent exposure to so-called quote-unquote conversion therapy. I'm just reading here. With Republican and Democratic governors signing state bans on conversion therapy into law. Yet, despite these efforts, many people in the United States and around the world are still subjected to this practice. President Biden is charging HHS with leading an initiative to reduce the risk of youth exposure to this dangerous practice. I'll go on with a little bit more. President Biden is also encouraging the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, to consider whether the practice constitutes an unfair or deceptive actor practice and whether to issue consumer warnings or notices. He is directing the Secretary of State, Treasury, HHS, to develop an action plan to promote an end to so-called, quote-unquote, conversion therapy around the world and ensure that U.S. foreign assistance dollars do not fund the practice. Now, a couple things to note there. Again, we have... I've told you what conversion therapy actually is, according to this, according to Canada, according to America. Conversion therapy, again, is the practice of saying a boy is a boy, not the shock therapy that we're talking about. So, so again, we're conflating two things. This is what the left loves to do is say, here's a word, and you know what this word means because it's meant this in the past. But we're going to make it mean this, but kind of not tell you that we've changed the definition. So when they say something, make sure you know what their definitions are talking about. It's very important to do that. There's a phrase at the end here that I think is important to point out. He says, we need to stop this, quote unquote, conversion therapy around the world, around the world. So 
around the world, is it practice that a man is a man and a woman is a woman or a man should be a woman? Or, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to highlight too much of the documentary of what is a woman again. If you haven't seen it, I definitely would recommend it. It's it's rough, but it's important to understand that America and and some of the other westernized countries are unique in the fact that they are inventing things like gender and other places around the world just don't agree with this. For proof and concept of that, speaking of around the world, Lightyear is banned in the Middle East. Lightyear is the latest movie from Disney, and according to the Associated Press, Disney's latest gay movie, Lightyear, the origin story of Buzz, contains a lesbian kiss and has been banned in at least 13 countries because of the LGBTQAIP hashtag dollar sign plus plus content, which of course is not allowed in Muslim law. This is according to the AP. 13 nations and the Palestinian territory banned the Pixar film that has actor Chris Evans. This is reading from the AP report. Voicing the inspiration from the astronaut hero Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story movies, the Walt Disney Company said. Now, just as a reminder, in case you forgot, this is all a response to the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act, which the opponents called, of course, the Don't Say Gay Bill, which it didn't, but that didn't seem to matter. So there was this big fight in Florida and beyond, with Disney being at the center of it, because they want you to say gay, apparently, and want to show you all the gay things. And if you don't believe me, you don't have to go back into the church public archives and look at some of the Disney stuff where I play you some of the videos where they say intentionally, we are literally going to gay everything. We are going to include LGBTQ plus AAIP content in everything that we possibly can. That's what they said. Those aren't my words. Go back and, and watch some of the videos and listen listen to some of the podcasts there uh, if, if you want more information on that. So as a response to Governor DeSantis saying in kindergarten or pre-K through third grade, just don't talk about sex, period, in classrooms. I would say it should go further than third grade, but this is what it says in that particular law. So uh, Disney pushed back and they said they included this kiss, which originally they had excluded. Originally, they had taken this lesbian kiss out of the film because it really is lewd and unnecessary, but they put it back in the film because they want to groom children in their radical cult, apparently. I don't know what else to say there. And I would say this is another instance of go woke, go broke. They forgot to realize that traditional religions that practice family values don't want this. And in many countries... Unfortunately, sadly, apparently not the USA, but in many countries, faith is still important. So back to the AP report, according to the AP, many Muslims consider gays and lesbians to be sinful. This is reading from the AP report. Okay, this isn't my words. The AP says many Muslims consider gays and lesbians to be sinful. In some parts of the Arab world, members of the LGBTQ plus community have been arrested and sentenced to prison. This is the AP report. It continues. Some countries even maintain the death penalty. That's just the reality of the other world uh, where America has created a dream world and a dream utopia, apparently, but some of the world is not on board with that, uh, according to the AP. In other worlds, uh, continuing our trip around the world, apparently, Europe is dialing back trans. Uh, so while America is pushing forward on this with all cylinders, Europe is apparently dialing back trans. Um, according to the Daily Wire now, uh, Many countries in Europe, many ahead of the curve on the whole LGBT plus uh, scale, are dialing back their trans agenda. 
Some countries initially embraced puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for children several years ago and are now taking a step back. According to the Daily Wire, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Finland, France have all taken steps recently to pull back on transgender medical treatments for seemingly gender dysphoric children. Last year, this is according to the Daily Wire, Swedish hospitals halted the use of puberty blockers in five of the country's six clinics for minors with gender dysphoria, and the last clinic only uses puberty blockers in clinical trials. The country now emphasizes psychotherapy for minors with gender dysphoria instead. Important point to note here, psychotherapy would be what? Talking to people about their problems, which, as we've just noted, in Canada is functionally illegal, and apparently in America soon it's also coming to be illegal under the category of quote-unquote conversion therapy. While you have these other European countries who went full bore into this medical and physical transformation, literal transformation, now they're taking a step back while Canada and America are forging ahead into it. Maybe we should learn something from the direction that these Europeans took. We probably won't. <clears throat> the UK took a step back. This is back from the Daily Wire. The UK took a step back in December 2020 when the High Court in London effectively suspended prescribing puberty blockers for children 15 and under. Did you hear that? 15 and under. And recommend that te teenagers 16 to 18 get court approval before going on hormones. However, unfortunately, that decision was overturned in September. Kids. We're talking about kids. If you're an adult, be an adult. Uh, I, I can't tell you what to do, but for kids... Stop doing this to children. Anyway, back to Europe and France, the country's National Academy of Medicine warned medical professionals in a March press relief, just a couple months ago in March, the spike in young people saying they want to medically transition genders. Listen to this. This is according to France. The spike in people saying they want to medically transition genders may be due to social contagion. Do you think so? <laughs> Do you think that's where it's coming from? Yeah, it is. Uh, in France, the Academy urged medical personnel to approach this issue with extreme caution. They said, quote, whatever the mechanisms involved in adolescence, this is reading from the French report, not in French, French, of course, in English, excessive engagement with social media, greater social acceptability or influence by those in one social circle, this epidemic-like phenomenon manifests itself in the emergence of cases or even clusters of cases in the adolescent's immediate surroundings. From the, from the Academy, the French Academy's press release. So do you get what's happening here? This is a social phenomenon, more or less, because of the social media, Instagram, TikTok, places where these poor children go because they don't feel accepted, they don't feel understood, just like pretty much all kids, especially teenagers, who are searching for their identity and they're finding it in these social media places and then they're reinforcing it in their friend groups. And this epidemic, according to the Academy in France, is occurring because of that. I think that's a straight-on uh, perspective. I think that's exactly what is happening, by and large. The Academy goes on to say, Great medical caution must be taken in children and adolescents, given the vulnerability, particularly psychological, of this population and the many undesirable effects and even serious complications that can be caused by some of the therapies available. In other words, medically transitioning physical uh, surgeries, like removing body parts, hormone blockers that sterilize children, there are serious complications to that. That's a huge understatement that they're saying, but it is something that we cannot 
avoid or not talk about. We have to talk about these things. Surgical procedures that are lifelong should be considered very strenuously. Medical intervention that will sterilize children for their whole life should really be considered strenuously before used at all. Of course, my recommendation would be not to use them at all. But at any rate, that's in Europe. And then, of course, we have to come back to America. I was going to say land of the free and home of the brave, but I don't think either of the things are true at this point. At any rate, a leading transgender health association announced this week it is lowering its recommended minimum age for starting gender transition treatment. So we have in Europe, they've been down this road and said, hey, maybe we should slow down some of these radical gender treatments like surgery and hormones and medical castration. In America, we're going the opposite way, lowering the age, including sex hormones and surgeries. The World Professional Association of Transgender Health, I didn't know there was such a thing, but apparently there is, said hormones can now be started at age 14, two years earlier than the group's previous advice, and some surgeries done as early as 15 or 17, a year or so earlier than previous guidance. The group acknowledged potential risks, did it? and said it's unethical and harmful to withhold early treatment. So you see where this is going. The White House, the different uh, medical associations apparently are saying, let's go younger and younger with transing the kids, while Europe is saying, hey, maybe we should think about this. And in America, we're saying, no, we're not going to think about it. We're just going to do it to children. This is a problem, and we need to keep speaking about this, learning about this, knowing what is going on for the sake of our youth. This is not good for our society, but it's not good for our children, and we need to understand what we're putting our children through. And we need to love them and care for them. We need to give them resources to understand who they are. Of course, I'm going to say who they are in Christ. Where is their identity in Christ? Where are they finding truth? Where are they finding hope? These are things that this crazy death culture is not going to give them. This culture that just wants to sterilize children is not going to give them hope. There is no hope in that. Clearly, obviously, there's no hope in that. But we've got to figure out how to do that. It's really important that we speak for truth, even when the Disinformation Board 2.0, the Ministry of Truth 2.0, comes in and says, hey, you can't talk about this. Don't be silent. Don't be quiet on matters of truth. As Christians, as believers, we have to speak truth with grace. Don't be a hammer and just smash everybody down with your ideas and your theories, even if they're right. But at the same time, we still have to speak truth. And we have to understand that people are not going to like it. Because for all of history, people have not liked the truth. Just go back. Uh, you know, again, one of my favorite stories that I bring up a lot is Jesus talking to Pilate. He really did not. Pilate really did not like Jesus speaking truth. He just says, well, what is truth? There's no such thing as truth. The original postmodern deconstructionist, right? Pilate. Um, at any rate... We do have to speak truth as Christians. It's really important. It's a really important thing that we do. Of course, speak it in love, but don't eliminate the truth from your vocabulary. In fact, I would suggest practicing more and more truth. I think it's really important for us to do, especially in these times. I want to leave you with a Bible verse before we go. This is the verse of the day out of Matthew today. And Jesus' words from him, he says, Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Those are great words from Jesus and a good reminder to us that pride is not a virtue and the prideful, uh, at some point, they're going to have a fall. That's out of Proverbs, but this is the truth. 
We need to be humble in who we are, but humbly and boldly speak the truth. These are important things for important times. You were made for this moment, and God has a plan for you and your life. I hope that you live into that. You lean into the calling that God has placed on you. You're not a mistake. You were not put on this earth as a mistake. You have a purpose and a goal and a plan that God has created for you ahead of time, and he wants you to live into that. And I hope to just inspire you a tiny little bit to get into the word, read your Bible today, grab it, open it, find a place. If you don't know where to start, start in the Gospel of John. If you want something a little more challenging, read Romans. It's pretty challenging, especially for this day and age. Otherwise, God bless. I'm Matt Odegaard for Church Public, and as always, keep the faith.